Come on, church. Empty out of anything and everything that would take your mind, that would take your heart, take you away from the fullness of the Lord. Let the very presence of who He is, what He is to you, uh, what you are to Him, His child, let that truth just fill up your temple by the power of the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit of Truth right now. Hallelujah. He wants to help you be pruned and purged. He wants to help me to be pruned and purged where we can not only bear a little bit of fruit, we can bear much fruit and that fruit can remain throughout trials and tribulations. Blessed is that man, woman, boy or girl when we're going through trials and tribulations but we're going to be like that tree, Psalms 1, planted by the water. Our roots are not in ourselves, they're not in this world but they're in the Lord. And we're not going to lose our leaf. We're not going to lose our fruit. Hallelujah. Because of who is our source. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Listen to the words that I have spoken to you during our quiet time. I have told you to shut off the words of the enemy, for they are lies. Walk into my path, for it is truth. I have lightened the path for you to walk in. But you have a choice. You have a choice which way to walk. And that choice is up to you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sister Victoria, go to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You hold in your heart what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us and what He's wanting to do in your lives, what He's wanting to do in our lives this morning. Hallelujah. There is an anointing here. Uh, God's anointing always abides upon the believer and in within the believer, but He's wanting to pour out an anointing this morning that would destroy yokes, uh, that would take us to a, a place of peace, a place of peace, in every situation of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we love you, we worship you, we honor you. We want to walk in your way, in your will, producing your works. 
We want to walk in your way, your will, producing your works. We trust in you, Father God. We ask that right now that you touch each one of us, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. We bind every outside voice, every hindering spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you be glorified. You speak, Lord, and we'll listen. Oh, let it be, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12. You know these verses very, very well. But let's let's read. Uh, uh, Verse 31 and 32, for sake of time. Luke 12, 31 and 32. Red letter out of the mouth of Jesus. He said, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, just let us see this word afresh. Let it be like the very first time we ever read it. And let it cause faith not only to be built, but to be loosed in our lives to come to a new place where we submit to you and we empty out of anything that would hurt and hinder and we fill it with the power of your word. Let that word of your power come into our life and let it produce what you've promised this morning in every person's life. We ask this thing in the name of Jesus and we all say amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so the Spirit of the Lord, he, he, he says that He wants you and I to just to, to stop and to still our busy lives and our busy mind. And, and, and he, wants us, uh, he wants us to be assured and not anxious. He wants us to be assured and not anxious. You know, the Bible talks about anxiousness. Uh, anxiety over and over. You know, we're, we're not... Uh, Paul even addressed that in Philippians 4, 6. He says, do not be careful about anything. But the word is, don't be anxious about even one thing. He said, um, that that anxiety, it has an effect on, you, on your mind. It has an effect on your body. Amen? And so, we, we want to be in that place this morning where we're not anxious. So the, the only way we can not be anxious, we have to be assured. And, and so that's uh, what the Spirit of God was talking about. God wants to light a path before us and order our steps and take us to a place of assurance that we can walk uh, uh, in these troublesome times knowing that no matter what happens, God is your source. God is my source. Amen? Uh, now, we know in the prophetic timeline where we're at, we understand what's, what's happening. You and I are looking anxiously. We're listening uh, uh, for the, the, the sound of the, of the Lord. We're, we're, we've got our mind on the Lord and His work, His will. Because we understand that, that every, all the signs are pointing to some things. And so when you see uh, what we're doing as a nation, when you start printing trillions of dollars... 
and you see inflation starting to, to go wild, it's pointing us to the book of Revelation. It's getting us to a place in understanding that everybody that has confidence in this world, they're, they're going to be shaken. But you and I, our confidence is not in this world. It's not in this world system. We're not under the Babylonian system. We're under the system of the Lord. Amen. He's our source. And so that's what this 12th chapter is about. It's about uh, being rich. Yes. Make this decree with me. I am rich toward the Lord. The Lord wants me to be healthy and wealthy. In His abundant lifestyle. Amen? Amen. Put Deuteronomy 8.18. Come on, we're just going to go through some scriptures, okay? And see where the Lord leads us. Deuteronomy 8.18. We need to understand what God has for us. Now, this is under the Old Covenant. So how much more do we have it under the New? He said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. I remember, don't you? Amen. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, we're not talking, we're not getting into a prosperity gospel. Though, thank God, God does cause His children to prosper. But true wealth is having what you need, what I need when we need it. That's wealth. That's wealth. There's a lot of people who have a lot of money and they don't have peace of mind. And they're poor. There's a lot of people who have a lot of money and they're sick and dying and doctors can't help them and they don't know the great physician and they are poor. So we're talking about the wealth of Jesus Christ opening up your heart this morning and pouring into your spirit by the Holy Spirit exactly what you need where you will not be anxious but you will be assured in all situations. Amen? It is He that giveth thee power to get with, and He may establish His covenant, which He swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. You're, you have a covenant with Christ. Come on. A covenant that He said, I want to be your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. He wants to call you and out by name. He wants to lead us and light our path. As uh, Sister Donna was uh, speaking by inspiration there. That's what we've got to see. And so this morning we have a covenant with the Lord. And I need to make sure that I allow His Word to be my faith, my focal point, rather than what's trying to cause me to be anxious, to have anxiety. Amen. Everything boils down to a choice. You say, well, that's not true, Greg. Yes, it is. Because they, they're, there's all through history, you can see people, they were in situations where they were physically bound, but they made a choice to be free. The Apostle Paul, he was in prison over and over and over, but the prison wasn't in him. He was free. He, was free. he made a choice. And put Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. This is what the Lord says. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you may live and thou seed may live. See, your choices today doesn't just impact you. They impact the next generation. You and I, we have influence. Say, I've got influence. 
Come on, because the Holy Ghost says you do. And He is inside of you, living in you, wanting to express Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, a bound up world. Amen. And so we've got something to do this morning. So I'm going to make a choice. Uh, I'm going to choose. You're going to make a choice. We're going to be like Joshua. Joshua said in Joshua 24, uh, somewhere down about verse 15, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve who? The Lord. I'm not going to serve the devil. I'm going to serve Jesus. Now, don't get mad at me. Because I'm talking to myself this morning. But when I get anxious. And I start letting that anxiety influence me. And I start making choices out of that anxiety. Rather than out of my assurance. I'm not serving assurance. I'm serving the source of anxiety. And so we got to be very cautious. Because the source of anxiety is not my God, not your God, not my King. Come on. Our King is the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. So, uh, here's, here's the direction the Spirit of God wants to take us this morning. He wants us to see this. Now, look what he said there in verse number 32, out of the mouth of Jesus. He said, because we're seeking uh, uh, the, the Lord in His provision. We're seeking the kingdom of God first. He said, fear not. He said, don't be, don't be in a place where you have a, a phobia. Don't be uh, anxious. Don't, don't, don't be in, in any misunderstanding of what God has for you. He says, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. So it pleases the Father to give us the kingdom. Now, here's what I heard the Holy Ghost say. And... Uh, so let, let, let this rest on the butt of your mind and let the Spirit of God put it in your heart. When you believe in the heart and confess with the mouth Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you're born again, you get named into the kingdom of God. Yes. All right? So you're in the kingdom. Now let's stop just for a second. You're in the kingdom... But this morning, if you have some anxiety, if you have some situations in your life that is hindering you, that is limiting you, that is anything but abundant life that Jesus promised, then guess what? The kingdom is not in that part of your life. I'm in the kingdom. I'm going to heaven. There's no doubt about that. But... Uh, the part of my life that I'm struggling with this morning, the, 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 the areas that I'm not assured, I don't have full confidence in Jesus about, then that part of my life is not in the kingdom. Now, how, how do we know that? Because we know that because those things would be of the flesh. And, and the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. He said, you need to know this. He said, flesh and blood does not, it doesn't inherit the kingdom of God, right? So any area of my life that I'm working, operating in the flesh, even though I'm in the kingdom, the kingdom is not in that part of my life. See, Galatians chapter 5 tells us the nine fruit of the Spirit... But before that, it tells us the 18 works of the flesh. And so those works of the flesh, uh, they'll never have the kingdom in them. Never. So if you and I will recognize how the enemy is trying to uh, keep us from our assurance and keep us in a place of anxiety, we can step back and say, hey, that's of the flesh. That doesn't inherit 
uh, the kingdom of God. So in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to walk in that. The Bible says I can walk in the spirit and not fulfill Galatians 5, 16. I can walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So uh, some things, don't get mad at me this morning. I just need to repent about and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I was anxious in this area. I repent for being upset in this area. I repent for not trusting you in this area. I repent for being angry in this area. I repent for speaking out of turn in this area. Because I not only want to be in the kingdom, but I want the kingdom in me. In every area of my life. Amen? And if we will do that, that changes everything. Now, uh Let's let's back up here just a little bit, and let's see some things in this. Um, jump back and notice what uh, let's just kind of document what we're saying. Jump back to verse fifteen, and in, in, in verse fifteen, Jesus is talking to uh, this man. He, he's his him and his brother. They're in an argument about this world's goods. Because the dad has died, and uh, and he's he's wanting Jesus to come and to judge the situation, and he's wanting Jesus to say, "Well, yeah, you're right." Yeah. Sounds like I've been done that before, ain't you, uh, Jesus? You judge for me, you. Oh, yeah. I, 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 and so Jesus says, "Man, who made me judge over this situation? You know, you're you're asking me to get involved in something, but Jesus took this opportunity." To teach a whole great multitude of people. And look what he says. Verse 15. And he said unto them. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So uh, right now there's a lot of people who are taking a lot of confidence in, in what they're possessing. We've got. I've never seen a time in my life where we've had... We've got so many crooked officials that think that they can just get by with anything and everything they want to. Uh, I won't name by name, though maybe sometime we should. But we've got a certain political head uh, that she's been in in power for about 40 years. And all of a sudden she gets inside information that the United States government is going to start buying electric cars from Tesla. And so what does she do? She goes and tells her husband uh, and he buys all sorts of stock. Then they, the government gives a, a, a contract to Microsoft to build these, this certain uh, uh, electronic equipment for the government. Uh, and she tells her husband, and he goes and buys so many dollars worth of stock. And in 10 days, he makes a million dollars. Now, that's not right. That's illegal. That's wrong. But yet we let people get by with it because we just sit back and just say, oh, do whatever. It's out of our control. It's out of our hands. And the church has lost its power and its influence because they won't stand up. Well, it, God is ready to raise the church back up. Amen? Amen. But I say that to say this. We, we, we've got a whole group of politicians who's trusting in this little American dollar. And this little American dollar, the only reason why it stood all of this time is because God's blessing was upon it. Yes. And when God uh, sees that, that he has... Uh, the church has done what it's supposed to do, and he's on, when he calls the church out, that little American dollar won't be worth the linen that it's printed on. Amen. 
So our confidence is not in what we possess in this world, in this natural. And so our confidence is not in and of this world. It's from the kingdom of heaven. It's from the King Jesus, his dominion in our life. And so we're going to hold on to that. Amen. And so Jesus, he's trying to get this point across. But I want you to notice what he said. He said, uh, beware of covetousness. Now, I just want to use this as a point to help us to see that you and I can be in the kingdom in certain areas of our life. But then if we've got other areas that the kingdom is not in, we've got to be cautious about. We've got to, we've got to be in the place where we know that you and I, we're not, uh, uh, we're not perfect. We're a work in progress. And if we're not uh, hearing the word of God and if we're not being changed daily, then we're not listening. See, the Bible says, whom God loves, he chastens. See, I used to think that, that when I didn't hear from God, boy, I'm doing pretty good. But see, I didn't listen to what God had told me before. So he wasn't going to tell me something else until I was ready to hear that because he does not cast his pearl before swine. He doesn't waste his words. And so until I was ready to deal with that, I was walking around in false pride. I was walking around and thinking everything was all right, and it wasn't. And so this is why God wants to help us. All right, so take heed, beware of covetousness. Let's look at something. Uh, Go to the book of uh, uh, Colossians. No, let's let's go to... uh, Ephesians 5 5. Ephesians 5 5. If I can find it. For this you for this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person, now notice this, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So, if I'm going to be assured this morning and not be anxious, then I've got to recognize, I've got to make sure that I'm in the kingdom, but I've got to make sure that the the kingdom is in every area of my life. So, all of a sudden, he, he brings a deeper revelation Jesus said, take heed, beware of covetousness. And then the apostle Paul, by the unction of the Spirit of God, in the church at Ephesus, he tells us what covetous is. It's idolatry. And, and so, uh, because if we're not careful, we, we hear the word of God and we uh, take a part of the word and we put it in our own shape and our own form and we say, well, that doesn't apply to me. You know, and since that doesn't apply to me, I'm all right. See, that's what I was doing. I was walking around like, God ain't chastising me, so I'm all right. No, if God is not chastising me, I'm in problem. I'm in a heap of hurt. I haven't heard by the Spirit, and I need to repent. I need to come back. And the moment I repent, guess what? He's there with His loving arms to take me to that next step. To prune me, to purge me, to help me to be all that He's called and destined me to be. Now, uh, so... Um, now let's go to Colossians 3 and 2, I believe it is. Now we're working our way down to something. Well, let's just start at verse 1. He says, if, if ye then be risen with Christ, say, I'm risen. He said, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. He said, set your affection or, or uh, place your mind uh, on, on, on the things 
above and not on the things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Notice this now, verse number five. Mortify, deaden, kill off, therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So, uh, we've got to recognize and realize if the Apostle Paul wrote this to, uh, in two different epistles, and we've got to see that there were many churches that this went to, then it's very important. Very important. So, covetousness means what? It means uh, to simply to want what God doesn't have for you at that moment. So, we can act and walk like we've never coveted, and we better be careful. Because there's a lot of times that I have coveted, I've wanted what uh, it, it might have been for me, and it might because, I, but I was out of season. And so even out of season, if I'm wanting something that, that, uh, that even the Bible says is mine, but it's not my time to uh, receive that, it's, I'm not ready to grow into that. I'm not, time, uh, I'm, I'm not into that place in that position where I can handle that faithfully, but yet I keep talking to the Lord about it, then that, that becomes an idol because I'm placing that above Him. So that is a sin, amen? So in that area of my life, all of a sudden, I'm saved on my own way to heaven, but the kingdom, I'm in it, but it's not in that area of my life. And so God's got me, I'm blessed, I'm operating in good things all over here, but in this one area, I'm not in the blessings of the Lord. I'm not in the provision of the Lord. I'm not in His promise. And if I'm not in His promise, there's only one other source. Amen. And so this morning, if I'm anxious about anything, I need to step back and I need to be willing to hear by the Spirit of God and say, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry that I've been trying to control this. I, I've, I've been trying to take care of this or I've been trying to, to uh, force your hand on some things uh, that, that I'm not ready for. And you are God. You know what's best. You know where I'm at. And you will never give me something that will not make me better. Amen. See, the devil will overload you and I. You, you realize the devil is blessing a lot of people this morning? And they think everything's fine because they got plenty of money. They got plenty of food. They got a good car. They got a great home. All of these things. But they ain't got time for God. Someone, so we got to see that God is a father that loves us. And he wants us to have a, a, a assurance. Let's go to the um, Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica. Go with me to First Thessalonians chapter one. Yeah. Yes, sir. Which one now? Uh, the the concupiscence. It's an. It just simply means an evil longing. It means uh, uh, something that's uh, uh, wanting something that's not uh, natural for you, not beneficial for you. Yes, something that the devil puts would put in us, something that the fallen nature would put in us. That's exactly right. Hallelujah, glory. You welcome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, First Thessalonians chapter one. Uh, starting in verse number three. 
Thessalonians 1 and 3, it says, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. Aren't you glad that you're elected? God called you from the foundation of the world. Isn't that something? And, and then when you accepted that calling, He stamped you with His Holy Spirit. You've been sealed. Say, I've been sealed. Your election is sure. Now notice, now why are we reading this? Verse number 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, in, in virtue. Remember the little lady that come and touched the hem of Jesus' garment? And the Bible says that virtue went out of Jesus. And she, the, the issue of her blood, it was dried up. Come on, that's the gospel. Uh, the, the, it doesn't matter what you need, what I need. The, the, the gospel will reach you and meet you where you're at if you will let the gospel touch you because you're willing to touch it. Amen? All right. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. Now notice this. Mark this down. In much assurance, as you know what manner of men you were among, uh, we were among you for your sake. So the gospel, you have much assurance. Much assurance. So if I'm anxious, then I'm not assured. And so I need to what? I need to, to repent. I need to just tell the Lord. See, I, now, you know, some people get a little upset when you talk about repentance and we don't preach it anymore. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about me. I have to repent several times a day. Amen. Not because I'm doing some, uh, horribly evil thing that the world would love to say, look what this pastor's doing, but because sometimes I get out of faith. I have to repent. Sometimes I get uh, discouraged and I have to say, Lord, I'm sorry because God gives us hope. He doesn't give us discouragement. Amen? Sometimes that discouragement leads to anger. And so I've got to repent. But guess what? That doesn't make me weak. That makes me strong. Because every time I understand that I'm just, uh, I, I am a spirit that's born again, but I'm still in this flesh body. And when I recognize and realize that Jesus knows, uh, and He's touched by the feeling of my infirmities, my, my weaknesses, that He understands that. And as long as I hold on to that, I get stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen. And so I, I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be in anxiety. I want to be assured. So what do I need? I need to replace what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling with this gospel. Because the gospel comes to me in much assurance. So I can recognize if I'm hearing something that says, oh, well, you, you know, that's getting worse. And, and then, then that, that, that spirit will say, see how much I love you. I'm trying to get, prepare you for the future. Does that give you hope? No. The devil is coming as a lying spirit trying to get a host of you and I where we will believe a lie. You realize the book of uh, Paul tells us in Second Thessalonians there's going to be a whole group of people that are going to fall for a lie. They're going to fall for a false Christ because he's going to look like Jesus, but he talks like a dragon. Come on. Amen. And, and so you and I, we've got to be in the place. Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hold this much assurance in your mind. Uh, ch Hebrews chapter 6. I believe it's verse 11. 
Well, let's read verse 10 too. It says, For God is not unrighteous to forget you, uh, to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Notice this. Uh, setting the groundwork in verse 11. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope unto the end. So the, 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 the gospel, as it starts working in your life, it produces a work out of your life. And that work out of your life touches other people and it brings them out of anxiety, out of anxiousness, and it brings them into the place of assurance because they're looking at you and they see that you have a hope a hope. You have a blessed hope, amen, until the end, the end of all things, whether it's the end of this flesh body or it's the end of this dispensation of grace, this time as we know it, your hope is in the kingdom and the kingdom is in you, amen? And, and, and so what God wants us to do this morning, He wants us to, to, to let the Spirit of God show us any dark path in our life that we've been taking, any uh, place of obscurity that isn't producing fruit, that isn't bringing uh, edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's of the Spirit of the enemy, not the Spirit of God. Amen? And so He wants to take us to a new place. Now, uh, there's been a lot of things, you know, you, you, all of us have went through some things this week. I know uh, that you've had some hard times, but God has not left you. He's not left me. He's not forsaken us. He's been with us. Amen. And let me tell you, uh, in those hard times, the Spirit of God, and I'm sure He's ministering the same thing to you, He is showing us that He's getting ready to pour out a deeper anointing. A stronger anointing that is going to touch and change people's lives. Uh, he, he, he's wanting to be glorified in his church. And we got a prophetic word from a prophet uh, yesterday evening. And then we went and we had a, uh, we was preaching last night. And God confirmed that word. And, and, and he poured out his glory. And, they, and God had sent uh, a woman and two ladies to this church service. I don't know where they were from. I didn't ask. Uh, but the, uh, they were great distance away because they were talking about how late it was going to be when they got home. But he sent them just to that church service just to heal their situation. That's the kind of God he is. And we're going to start seeing more and more and more of that. God's going to start bringing uh, people to you. And you're going to be in the place where you have full assurance. Amen. That you, you're going to give them a hope unto the end. In other words, you're going to tell them, hey, because uh, God's held on to you and you've held on to Him, you're at the end of this situation and the beginning of the new blessings of God. The kingdom of God is coming in to that situation. Amen. And so that's what you and I desire. That's what we want. Okay. Let's go to chapter 10 in Hebrews here. Now notice in this 10th chapter... Uh, uh, starting in verse 19, Hebrews ten nineteen. Having therefore, uh, brethren, boldness. Say, I've got boldness. I've got boldness. Come on, because the, the spirit of boldness. The Bible says the righteous, say I'm righteous, righteous. wax bold as a lion. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Come on, your righteousness is not of yourself, it's of Jesus. Yeah. So you can wax bold as a lion. So he said, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now that means that you and I this morning, we're going to come to an altar. And, it, and yes, it may be a physical altar here or it may be an altar in our heart. But in reality, it's in the heavens. You and I, we're going to bow down before the Lord Jesus Christ, sitting on the throne on the right hand of God the Father, and we're going to be at His mercy seat. 
And in his mercy seat, there is the blood of Jesus. That's what makes it possible for you and I to enter in. And we're going to enter in there, and all of a sudden we're going to see our place in the kingdom. We're going to see our name uh, written down by, in that Lamb's book of life. We're going to see the promise and the provision. And then the Holy Ghost is going to touch us and He's going to show us every area of our life that the kingdom is not in. I want to be that place, don't you, where I can see the truth? Now He's going to give you choices. He's going to give me choices where we can be assured. Now stay with me. Verse... 20, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. Now what we've got to understand is under the Old Testament and I, 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 you know and I've, I've, in the, the tabernacle of Moses you know, as you had the outer court, you had the inner court, you had the holy place, you had the holy of holies but we've got to understand that when Jesus, when he shed off that flesh, when that flesh was broken for us, and, and then that unseen hand tore that in vain where you and I, we could recognize and realize we're no longer dominated by the flesh, but we're in the flesh just in the sense that that's how we operate in this world, but we're spirit beings now. Our spirit's alive unto God. And, and so but what, because of what Jesus done, we have this new and living way. Right. Th- this new way to serve God, to know God, to walk with God. And that new and living way wants uh, to come and to uh, uh, permeate every area of our life in, in this moment. And here's what he wants to do. He does it because of who he is. Verse 21. And having a high priest over the house of God. Now, don't stop there. Literally, yes, Jesus is over the house of God. But say, I'm the house of God. Paul said over and over, 1 Corinthians 3.16, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, down about 16 through 19, that need to have full, the full thought there, uh, that you and I, he even said it in 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, that you and I are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're that tabernacle. Amen? That's who we are. So, having a high priest. So, I've got the priest, Melchizedek. I've got the king. Melchizedek means king. Melchizedek means king of the just. I'm justified because of the blood of Jesus. The king of the just one is, is over my house. So, what I've got to do is I've got to take everything to my house and I've got to open it up to him. And I've got to say, Lord, you're welcome in this closet. You're welcome in this cabinet that's in this closet. Lord, you can open up the closet door. You can open up the cabinet door. You can open up this box that's in the back in the darkest part. You can open it up and you can have it. I want you to take it and put it in your kingdom. Come on, I'm not going to be dominated. I'm not going to be controlled anymore. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to be in full assurance that I have a God that is working in my life. Verse 22 is why we came here. Let us draw near this morning with a true heart. Come on. What's a true heart? A true heart is just, God, I want what you want for me. That's it. That's it. In all honesty, I want what you want from me. Let us draw near with a true heart in what? Mark it down in your Bible. Write it on the table of your heart in full assurance of faith. This morning you have full assurance because you've heard the gospel. The gospel is the gospel of full assurance. And Romans 12, 
3, God's dealt to you the measure of faith. So you've got this full assurance of faith that you're going to draw near unto God. He's going to draw near unto you. You're going to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He's going to exalt you. He's going to place you in a new place in the kingdom. Amen? Come on, that place that was dark and hidden, that place that was in a box covered up that the devil used to dominate you and control you in situations and circumstances, no longer. No longer in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The wa- Ephesians 5.26, the washing of the water of the Word. Amen? Come on, let the Word come over you this morning. Let it come over me. Now notice what he says in closing. Let us hold fast that profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised it's not about you it's not about me it's about him he's faithful who promised he's faithful who promised now think about this in closing go with me to london england in about 1890 there's a whole group of people that have gathered together after a performance at one of the local playhouses and as they're sitting around there, the, the, there's a man that is a well-known actor of the day. He is known for his uh, great speaking voice. And so the, they're all wanting to hear this man speak. And so uh, th- this one elderly gentleman in a, in a frail, weak voice, he said, I would love to hear you quote Psalms 23. And he said, kind of taken aback, and he said, well, I can do that. He said, I don't know why you would want me to in this setting. He said, but I can do that. He said, I'll quote Psalms 23 to you. If after I'm done, you'll stand up and you'll quote it to us. And in all weakness and humility, the, 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 the beggarly elderly gentleman, he said, yes, I'll do that. And so this English actor, he stood up and he read those, what is it, six verses. He read those verses uh, out of his heart. And he, and he spoke them. And as he spoke them with that, that gifting that he had, it, it, it touched everybody. There was, a great, there was a great applause went forth. And when the applause slowly died down, this elderly, beggarly gentleman, he stood up and he spoke the same verses that this man had quoted. But he spoke them with a frail voice and he spoke them with a voice that was trembling. But he spoke him with a voice that was under the anointing of the Spirit of the living God. There was no hand clapping, but there was hearts that were touched all across the auditorium. The actor jumped up and he grabbed that elderly man by the shoulder. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, he said, I touched your eyes and your ears because I know how to speak. This man, he touched your spirit because I just know the 23rd Psalm. This man knows the shepherd of the 23rd Psalm. This morning you can draw near in full assurance because you know the shepherd. You know Jesus Christ. So this morning let's come to the spirit of the living God draws us. Let's make us an altar. And let's, let's tell the devil, I'm in the kingdom. 
That's a sure thing. But this morning, I'm going to make sure the kingdom is in every area of my life. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, right now, we humble ourselves to you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the power of your word. We ask that you touch us and draw us right now. Let there be a life change. Lord, right now, we're dealing with things in our bodies. Every one of us here, we're dealing with 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 physical pain we're we're dealing with what the doctor has labeled as illnesses we're we're, we're dealing with relationships uh that are in strain that are hurt that uh where there's torment and there's struggle and all of these things there's things that are out of our control but this morning we make the choice to not let those things dominate us control us, determine what we do or say. Our choice is that we're going to bow down to you and you come into that situation. Lord, right now, let us leave here forever changed as we submit to you. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be. Hallelujah. Would you come to the front or make your uh, uh, altar at your seat, however you choose to do. Let's seek the Lord in this and let's leave here changed. Let's let Him take us on this new path, lighting that path for His glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.